An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny, but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way, sometimes fragile or half-baked. Its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. Thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously, and seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M-I-R-O.com. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? It's the 10th episode of the Average to Savage podcast. I got another special guest, Jose Shorty Torres. Jose, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm alive, so I can't complain. <laughs> All right, so how about, uh, could you give us like a brief background about yourself? Oh, man. This is, this is the hardest part. It's kind of like telling your own your own story, you know, but making a movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that Dave Chappelle joke. You know, you just want to over-exaggerate everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, man, I'm, you know, I, I always say I'm a, the typical Latino coming up with the typical Latino upbringing. You know, it's, in Chicago, it's always rough, but it's, it's, it's the upbringing, you know, you're given. And uh, I've used all my ups and downs to pretty much make me the person I am today and then push me through uh, a lot of adversity. And, you know, finally in UFC, but... Yeah, I'm a, I'm a person who, you know, went to Chicago, moved to the Cicero Berwyn area, which is a suburb right next to Chicago, and, you know, it's 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 my little hood, you know, and yeah. I pushed through high school, I got to junior college, pushed through that, ended up getting a full ride, graduating from Kendra University with a major in kinesiology, or pretty mm-hmm. much leadership in sports and exercise science, but with all of our classes together, it could be labeled as kinesiology, and, um, you know, after that, I, I turned pro, got to Titan FC. I was a multiple-time world champion, amateur, Pan-American gold medalist, uh, college All-American. I mean, my accolades literally go far and far. Uh, I definitely don't want to take too much time on that, but eventually I got called by the UFC last minute, nine-day notice, and now I'm on another last-minute UFC call August 4th against Alex Perez. So far, I'm 1-0 in the UFC, 8-0 as a pro, and I'm looking forward to going 9-0 very soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So going back to college, you went uh, to college for wrestling, right? Yeah, so, you know, me, man, after high school, I was, you know, given I was a jock, had people do my homework, I was popular, you know, I never really paid attention to try to do anything in school. And then by the time I was like, oh, man, I got to take this serious, it was already too late. Yeah. You know, I was already doing very, very poor in our ACT tests, our college, you know, college prep classes and stuff like that. I, I just wasn't the student that any college wanted to accept. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me think of three choices. Do I continue working as a pizza delivery boy? Do I just, you know, say, screw it, I'm going to join the military? You know, that's where I think I'm best at. Or do I try to go to junior college and see where I can go from there? And for me, I thought junior college should be the first opportunity. I went there. Luckily, my, my family wasn't the most wealthy at the time. And, you know, I was able to get funded by financial aid. Got to go to junior college. In the first semester, I got my first ever 3.0. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, I could actually do this. Next semester, I get 3.2, then 3.6, and 3.8. Ended up being National Honor Society, and then I ended up also being an All-American in college. So instead of just getting a scholarship on college when I uh, or to my university that I finally transferred over to, I got 
uh, a full ride on academics as well. So I was not just a good athlete, but I was also a smart one as well. Yeah, for sure. So what got you into MMA um, right after college, or what did you do like right after college? Well, for me, I've been doing martial arts since I was four years old. So I've okay. always been just, all right, I got my black belt karate. All right, I want to do something new. All right, let's do wrestling. Okay, I want to do something new. All right, let's learn jiu-jitsu. All right, I want to do something new. So I just kept on mixing it out. Little I know, I, I see WEC and all these shows, and I was just like, man, there's a bunch of small guys fighting. You know, I'm seeing Joseph yeah. Benavidez, Uriah Faber, all the team small guys, which were known for being the small, short wrestling, wrestling type fighters. So I was like, if they can do it, I could do it too. So I started practicing, found the gym where I'm at today, Combat Doe, with Master Bob Shermer and Cicero and Noah. And, you know, the, honestly, the rest of sister, I kept on just winning championships, winning belts, and you know, now, now I'm at where I'm at today. So, I mean, even yeah. through college, I, I trained. So even through uh, the six months of wrestling and all the schooling, I ended up fighting and training all throughout that every single week. Yeah, yeah for sure. So when was, what, when was your first uh, MMA match? My first MMA fight was when I was 18 years old, and it's like July of, I think 20, it could be 2010, and I ended up losing by a split decision uh, against a guy who was 5-0 and at the weight class above me. I decided because my opponent didn't show up that, screw it, I'm here, might as well fight. I bumped up against a very experienced guy that was ready to go pro and was going to go pro after he fought me, and I was the first fighter to take him past the first round because he had nothing but five, uh, five first-round TKOs. And then after that, went to the third round. And I mean, him and I went back and forth to just, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't an MMA fighter yet. You know, I was yeah. just a, a wrestler. I was just a Muay Thai fighter. I was just a karate expert. It wasn't transitioning into MMA, and that's something he, he bested me at. And, you know, I ended up losing the, the split decision. I believe it could have gone either way. But honestly, if I didn't lose that fight, I wouldn't have gone 25 straight wins in MMA, and I wouldn't be as good as I am right now as a professional. It, it helped show me that I'm not, you know, I, I was a cocky teenager. I thought, you know, I was immune to everything. You know, which I believe almost every teenager believes in the hood. You know, you're just like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. I'm never going to get in trouble, never going to get caught, never going to get hurt or anything. I'm, I'm the best in the world or whatever. And I finally got bested. I was like, man, I, yeah. I really got to start training. When I finally started training, that's, that's what made me the first I am today. Yeah, so that first loss really did you wonders, and you're only lost to this day. Yeah, for, for MMA at least, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a huge thing, and honestly, I think... I think fighters need to lose. Like, uh, yeah. you know, there's a Floyd, Floyd Mayweather's and you know, a handful of all the other guys that are still undefeated, but a loss helps you so much. It really depends on how you take it. Yeah. You know, for me, I took it in a positive way going, yeah, it's, it's realistic. Things are going to happen, but it put reality into my life going, if I don't train, um, there's a better chance of me losing. That's what happened that day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even Floyd lost in his amateur career. Yeah, and look where he ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So how did it come about that you got to sign with Titan FC as your first uh, pro contract? The crazy thing about that was, and I really do say things happen for a reason, I went to Bahrain, which is a country in the Middle East, a very, very small island. I think it's the smallest country in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the, uh, the Diamond in the Desert, or the Pearl in the Desert. And uh, I ended up going there to sign with KHK. The, the Prince of Bahrain was making his own... Uh, professional amateur MMA team. The amateurs are full of Bahrainis and the locals. And the uh, professional team had the likes of Frankie Edgar, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Zamakicha, myself, and a bunch of other guys that were at the World Championships turned pro. Well, I won it twice, and I got noticed by the, the Prince of Bahrain. He brought me in. Uh, and from there, I ended up meeting Electric Man. Electric Man was, and still is, the owner of Titan Sea. He was the manager of Alex Soto, which was our team captain. He was mm -hmm. a UFC veteran. And I ended up with him by, by just by chance. 
And Mike Segrano was like, man, this kid's pretty good. And then later on the day, we all had a team practice, and I'm messing around with Kabir Medoff and taking him down, he's taking me down, we're having a lot of fun, just going back and forth, playing. And Lex was like, dude, who the hell is this kid? I want to... I want to sign him. Then he found out who I was. He found out my resume, you know, a pioneer and amateur MMA. And well, he ended up giving me a four fight contract. And from there, I ended up being a champion in three fights. And then, you know, just kept on going from there, being a double weight class champion, being a multi defending champ three times total. And, uh, you know, now today, because of them, I'm not just a UFC fighter, but now a seven time world MMA champion. Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, just researching you, and everybody was telling me, like, oh, like Shorty's supposed to be in the UFC, 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 and then that was the whole thing. And I remember every everybody was just waiting for you to make your UFC debut, and it finally happened in June. So how did how did that all come about? What's crazy is I had nine last minute UFC calls. Yeah. Some of them where I couldn't take them because I was injured, or some of them were opponents actually backed out to fight me because you know whatever the case, you know some people are injured too, some people are just you know they're being fat and happy and not training at the time. Again, things. Things all happen for a reason. So, sadly, I couldn't take those fights. And I had fights where I accepted for the UFC, but then I ended up getting injured, you know, doing last-minute weight cuts. Mm-hmm. So, this last one, I was bumping up for a 45-pound title fight. I had, like, maybe a, a two-month, three-month, like, MMA limbo, as I like to call it, just not knowing what the hell is going to happen next. They give me a last-minute call, and I'm 26 pounds over the weight class. And I go, um, no, I'm not not doing a nine-day weight cut. That's, that's stupid. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah, will I make the weight? Maybe, but... And I'm not going to perform. And then I talked to, you know, my, my nutritionist, nutrition, and he's like, dude, honestly, you can make the weight. You're just, you're bumping up for something bigger. You're just fat. You know, like, you're fine. You're in shape. Yeah. You're just, you're you're not, you know, eating what you should be. And I can do, I can do it in nine days. You have to stay mentally tough. And I don't know how many times they're going to keep giving you these calls. I mean, you got nine last-minute calls. More inevitably, they're going to give you another last-minute call. And honestly, are you ever ready? Just be prepared. Let's, let's take this fight. And while I swallowed my pride, I listened to my team. I took the fight and I got the win. Yeah, for sure. So, so what was it like just being in the UFC atmosphere, like just making your debut, getting getting the crazy knockout, everything that happened? It was just a whirlwind. It was definitely a whirlwind. It seemed appropriate, though. You know, it's yeah. you know, yeah, it was a last minute fight. It wasn't the best performance in the world, and it obviously wasn't the outcome I was hoping for. But hey, you know, wins a win. I'm happy. I got a bigger paycheck than my usual at Titan FC, and yeah. you know, now I have a, a big upcoming fight that I'm super excited for. I just never had time to, to really know or prepare that I was fighting. Yeah. You know, it was all the paperwork, medical tests, you know, the, the weight, the traveling, and oh, now I'm fighting. Damn, I forgot about this part. You know, so it, it wasn't my best performance because of that. But you know, I got the win, and I was able to do what, what I do best. And I'm just happy that you know the UFC likes me. They're keeping me, and you know, give me give me another fight as soon as possible. Uh, you know, again, it wasn't the the call I was hoping for. I was hoping for a longer, you know, actual full training camp right. to let the and show the, the world my my true skill. But hey, you know, it's not like I wasn't training. I was definitely ready for this one. I'm just getting the weight down last minute. And, uh, you know, I have a lot more time to do it, so I'm happy. But and if it wasn't for my team pushing me, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I can officially say being a UFC fighter is freaking awesome. Everything's super organized. Everything's legit. You know, it's it's the UFC literally holds your hand for a lot of the things just to make sure that you're going to be ready to fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think everyone needs to see, like, fans and supporters of UFC just need to see, like, what you guys go through, like, before uh, fighting. Just because, like, yeah, like you said, like, getting medical tested, like, all that stuff. I think it would be cool, like a cool vlog behind the scenes stuff. Dude, it, it's it's a lot of work. Mainly, yeah. if you have it nine days again, these fighters have two three months to do it. Yeah. I had nine days. Yeah, so yeah. you have these Mackenzie Derns, Darren Tills, even your Romero's missing weight. It's like guys, you have no excuse. 
Yeah. I had 26 pounds. That's a quarter of my weight in nine days. You had two, three months to get this all done and you failed. Why? Oh, well, you had more media? That's part of your job. Yeah, yeah. You know, everything's organized. You don't have to say yes to everything. You yeah. know, if it really is that much of a problem, trust me, people understand. And I had to deny interviews because, and I'm Mr. Yes Man usually, I had to deny interviews because I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I really can't do this. So, um, you know, and everyone understood. And that's part of the job. So, you know, for these people missing the weight and just not being a professional fighter, it's, it's it hurts our sport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's walk us through your knockout of uh, Jared Brooks that went viral yeah. everywhere. You know, what's crazy is that the first round, obviously, didn't go the best. I got dropped. And, and usually, I get, I get beat the first round anyway. Since yeah. I like to come back from adversity. I love powers. My opponent's power, strength, speed, all that. And I did. You know, sadly, I got dropped. And I just It was a great shot. I wasn't expecting it. And kudos to that. But after the first round, my coaches came up to me. And none of them said anything about me getting dropped. Because no one cared. No one cared. They know how I fight. They're yeah. literally like, hey, you gonna, you're going to start trying now? Like, when the hell are you going to start fighting? Because you're in a fight. And this is the real deal. So, what, what the hell? So, I ended up going out there, second round, I started to push the pace, started to do the usual. Me wasn't the most technical, but hey, you know, I started to do me, I got into a clinch, he decided to go for the takedown, picked me up, well, I knew he was going to go for the slam, that's just what he likes to do, he's big and flashy, well, I wanted to counter that, it's not that I was hoping for the knockout, I was hoping to scramble and land in a better position so I could get around and take his back, mm-hmm. which no matter what, if he would have dazed himself or not, I would have gotten his back, but in college, if you get picked up like that, you climb down the body, you can parallel. I pushed my chest up against his back so he couldn't arch. I locked my hands around his hips so he couldn't turn his body. And Well, he still tried to force the throw. His arm got overextended when he tried to lift my legs. My legs pretty much brought the force down on top of his head. He knocked himself out. He ended up dazing himself. I took his back, and, well, sadly, I had to finish the job, and that's just part of the sporting business. Yeah, for sure. Did you know he was knocked out, like, when you when you guys when you guys fell on the ground? Yeah, I knew he was dazed. I, I didn't know if he was, like, out, out, out. He was definitely tased. He was definitely still kind of moving. wasn't anything fast. You know, it was yeah. kind of like a turtle. But, you know, again, it's it's part of my job to, to just get it done. And, yeah, I had to take the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And what was it like uh, going viral? Uh, you know, it's a 50-50 because yeah. it's, it's, you know, any publicity is good publicity, which is fine because yeah. it brings more attention to me in my next fight. But it's the fact of when I win, I have dominant wins. I have coming back from adversity wins. Yeah, I came back from adversity, but to the normal average MMA fan, they're not as educated as, as you and I are just, you know, the, the higher tiers that literally mm-hmm. break down fights. They were like, oh, Shorty was going to his, you know, butt kicked, and he got lucky because the guy slammed himself on his head. He goes, ah, you can look at it that way. I don't look at it that way, but that's what most people do, and that's that's how it came out in all the news feeds is that I got lucky, and Jerry Brooks is dumb for knocking himself out. So it was, it was kind of a lose for both of us, but, again, my name is out there, and I have something to prove my next fight because of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, regardless, I think it was just great that your name got out there. But uh, so you're fighting August 4th, UFC 227 versus Alex Perez. He's 20 and 4. He has three losses by submission and one loss by decision. So he hasn't got knocked out yet. So how do you see the fight playing out? Yeah, that's that's my goal is to knock him out. I don't know who he's fought stand-up-wise, but he's, you know, I'm a guy that pushes forward. So does he. I think, honestly, it's going to be a great matchup because we're both young hungry, you know, Latino fighters that literally like to make it a uh, Mexican boxing match. No one's going to move back. It's really who's going to move back first that I think is going to lose the fight. You know, it's, he's a good wrestler, I'm a good wrestler. We're both great stand-up fighters, and I, I think that's going to be the tail of the tape. It's, is he going to try to take this down? Because that's, that's not my goal. 
no matter if I'm winning or losing the stand-up, I want to keep standing and make it a fan entertaining fight. So, you know, it's whoever gets backed up first, I think it's going to be the one that loses the fight. And for me, that's, that's just not a, not, not a, you know, it's not in my vocabulary. I just don't move back. That's never my thing. Even if I'm getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. I just never move back. I want to go forward and I want to be able to, uh, get a knockout win and even, hell, even be fighting tonight. Yeah, for sure. So how do you feel, uh, have you been like studying him? Have you been doing like film work? You know about him already? Yeah, you know, he's, he's definitely a good fighter. I saw him on the Contender Series. Mm-hmm. He definitely impressed me. And I was like, oh man, this guy's a uh, force to be reckoned with in the flyweight division. He's, he's fast. He throws combinations. He switches it up high and low. He, he goes for the takedowns. He's great to fry headlock chokes. I think everything about him, he's a great, great fighter. And he needs someone like me to, to really post it out in him. I think it was the same thing with Jared Brooks. He was a great fighter, but no one really saw it because he was just one style. Kind of allowing him to open up really shows everything. I think I'm going to... You know, get Alex Perez open up a little more. It's just with him wanting to stand and bang with me. I think it's a, a bigger strength for me because that's that's my tail of the tape. I like to I like to stand. I like to trade, and I, I come back from adversity. That's just my my you know my way of fighting. Yeah, for sure. And what about I saw that I know you fought at one one uh, thirty five, but it says that he's a bantamweight. You think uh, he's gonna have a problem making weight or no? You know, he did miss weight last fight, given whatever reasons. I think he he blamed it on the airplane, uh, on the flight. But, you know, for me, it's it's just another fight. You know, right. if he wants to, you know, come in this weight, hey, I get 20% of the purse. If he yeah. comes in bigger, then so be it. I'm Again, I'm ready to fight whoever. I fought at 35, I fought at 25, and I was even getting ready to fight at 45. So, you know, I train with some of the best in the world, and I feel that the people I've trained with have prepared me well enough to handle his speed, his power, and, you know, his, his size. You know, I'm just excited to see uh, how he prepares for me. Yeah, for sure. So, did, were they trying to negotiate with you to fight at 135 or, or no? No, no. It was 100% at, at 125. There gotcha. have been no negotiations or catch weight stuff. Me, you know, I, I really don't mind. It's part of the sport. But, uh, you know, hey, if he wants to go catch weight, I, I think it's a, a more fan-entertaining fight because of it. You know, it's... I want to fight regardless, and if I don't do catch weight, if he brings it up first, well, then more than likely he's either going to miss weight and not fight because California is very strict with that, mm-hmm. or you know, I just I don't get an opponent, I don't make a paycheck. So for me, it's also the fact that if he wants one third and he'll be healthier at that weight, it's going to be that much better of a fight, and I think that'd be more uh, fan entertaining. For sure. So what's it going to be like? Uh, you're fighting on UFC 227, so that's a pay per view event. How's that it's, experience going to be better? It's amazing. It, it really is. I mean, I used to train with TJ and Cup Swanson, so all these guys. It's a big reunion for me. Ricky Simone and Brett Johns were all yeah. Titan FC contenders. You know, Brett Johns used to be the champion before I was at Bantamweight. Um, you know, Pedro Munoz is fighting Brett Johns, which is my teammate. Moy Kano is a teammate of mine fighting on the card, um, and I know a bunch of guys on just at the event. And it's, I mean, it's at the Sleep Center where the freaking Lakers play. So it's yeah. it is a huge, huge thing. It's first time in LA, first time at Staples Center. It's it's you know, Mass Square Garden, LA and Chicago for me are my three pinnacles. So far, yeah, I haven't fought at uh MSG, I fought in New York, but mm-hmm. you know, once once I get those three, I think that's that's just perfection for me, man. I think that'd be awesome. Plus LA is a Latino community majority, I think, and I'm really excited to see all the Latin fans out there. For sure. You think LeBron's gonna go? What's up? You think LeBron's gonna go? We'll see. If LeBron goes, LeBron goes, but I'm not a huge basketball fan. I'm not really a huge LeBron fan in general. So I'm just kinda like, eh, whatever. You know, it's it's I'm in the sport where I'm in the sport now where, you know, celebrities enjoy watching us. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, so them seeing us is like, Oh, this is 
oh, that's cool. This guy knows me. And, you know, so it's it's really cool to to see all these big names, uh, you know, kind of kind of come to us now. And I think that's really awesome. I know you just briefly mentioned it, but um, where do you train and uh, who do you train with? Master Bob Shermer in Combat Dome in Chicago, mm-hmm. Illinois, and then I also trained with, um, you know, American Top Team in Coconut Creek. Right now, that's that's where I'm at. I'm in the dorms. Mm-hmm. Train with these guys. It's like a military lifestyle. You know, we wake up every morning, train, eat healthy, get in shape, train again, come upstairs, go to sleep, and then repeat the the same cycle again every single day until our fight comes up. And it's everything here is like the Olympic Training Center. You know, we have everything taken care of for us and. Uh, yeah, honestly, it's, it's a dream come true for any fighter. You know, you want to be at a, at a place where you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are doing the same thing as you are. So, you know, there's no bad no bad influences here. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone wants to achieve the same as you, and that's gold. So, you know, I'm where I'm at, and I'm excited to see my head coach, Master Bob Shermer, back from Combat Zone in L.A. with me, and, you know, we're going to have a great time. For sure. Did you uh, start your weight cut yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely starting my weight cut, and, uh, you know, it, it was funny because my manager called me and goes, hey, I know it's not the, the time you want it, but how about August 4th? I was like, oh, so you're telling me I have more than 20 days to lose a little bit more than 20 pounds compared to nine days and 26 pounds? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I can do that. That that sounds fair. Yeah, it's so, going to be a breeze from last fight. Yeah, well, it's definitely easier, and I get to, I'm not, I wouldn't say cheat a little bit, but I have a little more and, and not have to restrict as much. And I think this one is, Lou and I are already taking bets on, you know, well, wait, I'm going to come in at and check in, and well, wait, I'm going to come in at when I see him at his house in Jersey, because I'll be in Jersey next week getting the weight down and living with him. So it's uh, it's all broken down, you know, down. So we're, we're relaxing a lot more with this one. So definitely know you're ready for that one. So are you ready for some fun questions? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> So what's on your playlist right now? Man, you know, for me, my playlist is always, it always has somewhere either old, intermediate, or, or the or the new Kanye West. Kanye West is my favorite artist, so yeah. he's always in there no matter what playlist it is. Honestly, I can listen to him in almost any mood, and that's pretty much his music for me. You like his new stuff? Yeah, I like his new stuff. I prefer a lot of the old classical, just chill vibe type of music where it's a little more lyrical. Yeah. But, you know, honestly... It, it's it's the, the times change you know just like anything you know disco was awesome but eventually it had to die as well so same thing with some of these uh classic songs from the 2000s that's the 2000s era you know this era is a little more trapped this era is a little more about you know women drugs and, and violence again so be it but it's uh he's he's just going with the generation and i believe uh, it's working well for him yeah i like the old kanye so what other uh sports are you into you know, sadly, I'm not too, uh, I sound pretty boring, but I'm not too into to sports. Even as a child, I've always been the person that likes playing sports compared to watching the sports. So, you know, yeah, I used to watch football, baseball, that stuff in my family, but I never got into it. For me, I love watching fighting. I love watching MMA, boxing, all these tournament-style stuff. And I love training, so I'm always, you know, when people ask me, like, what do I like to do for fun? I was like, uh, sleep. <laughs> if, I, if I can, sleep, eat, and train. Because that's all I've been doing since I've been four years old. It's just been, you know, trying to be as productive as possible and trying to just enjoy myself as, as much as I can in my in my own personal craft. True. Do you you play any video games or no? Um, I used to play a lot, man. You know, when I was a teenager, I used to play a lot of Halo and Gears and Call of Duty and all that stuff. But you know, as I got older, as I started being more of an MMA fighter, I had the game systems. I have the games. And I, I love them all, but man, I'm just so tired all the time. I'm like, all right, let go upstairs and play games. And I get upstairs, and I'm like, I want to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I bought a Nintendo Switch, and I'm still on, you know, Zelda's Breath of the Wild, trying to finish that game every every airplane flight I'm on, and then 
you know, something that's portable. You know, I'm waiting yeah. for the, the Pokemon game to come on the Switch. I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so just enjoying myself and waiting for Super Smash Bros. to come out as well. I think that's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, 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 for sure. What about, do you know if you're uh, in the UFC game, like as a downloadable character yet? No, not yet, but that's something that, you know, is a goal of mine. So I have two goals in my life. One is to be to be an action figure or a bobblehead. <laughs> and another one is to be in a video game. And I think that'd be just, you know, a check. Uh, you know, one of my one of my really good friends is Curtis Blades, yeah. and him and I started you know MMA together, and he ended up you know finally being a DLC in the uh, or an update at least in the UFC video game. So I'm like, man, I want to be a DLC. That'd be freaking awesome. I, I definitely want to just be an added update. And, uh, uh, that'd be really really cool and just a dream come true. Yeah, yeah I'm sure you will be soon. And uh, I know you travel a lot of places. What's your favorite place uh, to travel? So far, my favorite place has been, and this is all for fights my favorite place has been falls iguazu brazil it's been a, a very beautiful place one of the natural wonders of the world the 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 waterfall there is like you ever seen the movie avatar where it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of waterfalls in these yeah. islands that's pretty much what it is it's made up of made up of 200 plus waterfalls and it's actually bigger it's like three or four times bigger than niagara falls yeah. so that place was awesome. We got to go whitewater rafting with the piranhas, which was scary slash fun at the same time. I got to go rappelling down one of the mountains there. I mean, the Falls of Wilson was awesome. I, I also won two gold medals there for the Pan American Games. And I got to meet so many different people from South America. It really was an awesome, awesome experience. So I definitely just want to go to that place again. Yeah, yeah, it sounds, it sounds incredible. What about, would you ever fight in a pro boxing match? Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because that's, that's all my father's wanted me to do. He's like, man, why are you kicking so much? It's like, Dad, I do karate. You know, like, <laughs> what do you think? And, you know, we used to play fight all the time when I was a kid, and boxing was just my biggest strength. And he's like, you should be a professional boxer like Miguel Cotto, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, follow your, your Latin roots of Mexican, Puerto Rican. You know, you can be the, the best of both worlds. You know, mm-hmm. you could be a combined fighter of both. And I just ended up enjoying MMA a little more, but, man, if I can step in that boxing ring with some of the professionals, I would love to do so. I mean, I've trained with former world boxing champions. I've trained with current world boxing champions. I've trained with people getting ready for huge cards. And yeah. it's it's been an awesome experience. And I can tell you the sport is definitely very different. Mm-hmm. And the craft is definitely, you know, a whole new level. But uh, it's this is why my boxing is better MMA. This is why I like to stand and trade. Because one, I believe it's more fan entertaining. And two, I know I have the skill to, to do it. For sure. I got two more for you. Then I'll let you go. Do you, mm-hmm. ha- do you have any uh, dream matchups? You know, I definitely, obviously, would like to fight one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world, which is Demetrius Johnson. I just want to test my skill. So, I think one of my dream matchups that I really would like to do is against one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world is Demetrius Johnson. He's a phenomenal fighter. He's been the best flyweight in history and even one of the best champions in history because of the most title defenses. I mean, he's been so dominant at the weight class. I think it'd just be fun to test my skills and see where I'm at, whether I'm better, I need to improve on some stuff, or whatever the case may be. But he's the pinnacle of the sport, and that's where I want to be and i think that's a huge dream matchup and then also i think another one would be against tim elliott you know mm-hmm. if it makes sense if he's the you know technically ranked above me still by the time he comes back i'd love to fight him he, he was the Titan FC champ before i took his vacant belt yeah. you know he ended up moving up to the ultimate fighter and you know he couldn't defend the belt so they vacated it and i was able to take it from him and that's that's awesome but i want to see if he was still around and we had the you know make the undisputed champ who would have been the undisputed you know, world champion in Titan FC. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about, could you tell me something people might not know about you? 
Oh, everyone knows I'm short, got a big head. Uh, let's see, small body. Hmm, I don't know. What is something people don't know about me? The, the crazy thing is, I, I really do put myself out there, and uh, you know, I, I never leave anything, you know, from the fans. Even even in my social media posts, like I'll put out some realistic, depressing stuff out there and go, "Hey, man, you guys want to do this sport? This is part of the sport. You know, here's me bleeding. Here's me crying after a fight, even though I won. Here's this, you know, me broken and bruised, battered, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, I, I really leave myself open to everybody and let everyone know that I'm as real as can be. And you know, I want to be the the hopefully one day the people's champ and show that you know if I can do it, whatever struggle I'm going through, there's no secrets in my life. At least with social media, I, I want people to know that you want to be able to do it. Here's here's a small example of how to do it. For sure, it's definitely definitely some real stuff right there. All right, so I appreciate you ha- having you on the show, and if you want to shout out to anybody and tell people where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of sponsors, and I'm getting so many more. I definitely take another half an hour, so I don't want to take up the time. But <laughs> I appreciate all my sponsors and everyone helping me out. It really does mean the world to me. And yeah, I wouldn't be around that today without anyone's help, and that's why I always say we can, we will together. We are a team shorty because I don't do this by myself. I'd be in the cage by myself, but everyone's you know held my hand and pushed me along you know along the way, and I'm, I'm at where I'm at because of people. But if people want to follow me, Instagram Jose Shorty Tours, Twitter Shorty Tours one two five, Facebook Jose Shorty Tours. Quotations around the word shorty, and if people want to support me and support the kids in my gym, 20% out of all the earnings out of my website, teamshorty.com, go to the kids in my gym so they can travel, train, compete, just honestly stay off the streets. And right now, I'm doing a promotion all the way up until I fight August 4th, 20% off of everything at teamshorty.com. If you use promo code UFC, all caps, at checkout, and again, 20% of all the proceeds go to the kids in my gym. So I definitely appreciate all the support, guys. I yeah, appreciate you have, coming on, and I can't wait to see. Fight in UFC 227. I appreciate it, man. Can't wait to do it again. For sure. An idea has just been born. No one has seen it yet. It's tiny, but with the potential to change everything. Every new idea is precious in this way, sometimes fragile or half baked. Its worth might not be immediately obvious. To survive, we must protect their little sparks. There it goes. Good luck, little guy. So many ideas like this are never realized. They could have been so much more than a line in an email or a mumble on a video call. When ideas are explored on Miro, the visual collaboration whiteboard, they're seen by the whole team in real time. Thoughts come to life and grow through team collaboration. Miro is a space where all ideas are taken seriously. And seriously good ideas come together in unexpected ways. Join over 30 million people collaborating at Miro.com. M-I-R-O.com.